all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. Because I'm unconditionally loved by God and that harvest, I come to God as I am. But through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet in Jesus' name. Remain standing for just a moment as we read this opening scripture. John chapter 14, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John now, the beloved disciple. He's the one that got the great revelation from Jesus because he could be trusted. Everybody can't be trusted with great revelation. Everybody can't be trusted with great information. Be careful who it is you try to tell the deep things, your thoughts, your deep visions, your deep dreams, because everybody can't be trusted. If God couldn't trust everybody, neither will you be able to. John chapter 14 on this student Sunday, verse number 16. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I'm going to pray to the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Somebody say, I need help. Now say it like you know you need some help. Say, I need help. We're the real folk at this 915 that can say, you know what? I tried it my way. I tried it on my own. I need some help. He says that he may uh, abide with you forever. Verse 17, he is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor does it know him. But you know him. Say, I know him. And if you don't know him, you're going to be introduced to him today. For he dwells with you and he will be with you. Father, customize, tailor, make this word for us, your people, that we will move and walk and what you have ordained. Today, as we go another further in our series, Animal Kingdom, I pray that today's animal, Father, uh, would give us another glimpse in the greatness that is you. You are King of Kings. You are Lord of Lords. You are the great I am. And your word declares that you didn't leave us here by ourselves. You gave us some help. And that help is called the Holy Spirit. That help is called the Holy Ghost. And so today we're going to move another further in the understanding of that help you've given us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Somebody up this 915, 915, just shout hallelujah. Here it is, Animal Kingdom. So here it is. I want you to introduce today's message title to somebody. Look at you and your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. 
What does it sound like when doves cry? That's a dove, by the way. Say, what does it sound like when doves cry? You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're in week five of our new series called The Animal Kingdom, which is zoology, theology, and neology. So this series meets at the intersection of the spiritual meaning of animals from the Bible, Jesus and you. The title of today's message was borrowed from the 1980s dance song by the late musician Prince to Mac match a particular segment of the film Purple Rain. Anybody know anything about that film? Y'all watch movies in Denver? Now, that film, watch this, that particular scene involved parental difficulties and a love affair. He played, watch this, Prince played all of the instruments on the tracks and did all the vocals. What's interesting about the song is that there's no bass line, which is very unusual for an 80s dance song. But the song did very well. In fact, it went platinum. Although, watch this, it was audaciously different for a dance song. Here it is. I borrowed that name because that's the advantage you and I have with the Holy Spirit. He makes us audacious different would you slap your neighbor say I'm different on purpose yeah I'm not trying to fit in with everybody and go everywhere I have been sent to this world to be the interruption to the dysfunction in my bloodline I'm audaciously different and I'm different on purpose slap somebody else high five say I'm different on purpose now, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the same as the Holy Ghost, same as the ghost, same as the Spirit of God. It comes from this Hebrew word, the language of our Old Testament, which is ruach. Say ruach. Now, here's what that means. It means the breath, the mind, the wind of God. Uh, if we were to look at the New Testament word for spirit, it is the word pneuma. That's in Greek. It means the mind, the soul, and the spirit of God. Now, check this out. While the Holy Ghost isn't a dove, he's described like a dove in Scripture because of its biblical significance going back to Genesis chapter 8 and also the cultural significance. It is the dove that in Genesis chapter 8 revealed to Noah that it was safe to exit the ark. It is now a symbolism that the Holy Spirit will lead us. The Holy Spirit will guide us. The Holy Spirit will take us into all truth. Somebody say when doves cry. Now, there are several misconceptions, misunderstandings, and just plain bad information about the Holy Spirit. And I know it because I hear people say things like this. Baby, I caught the Spirit. Well, he's not a cold, so you can't catch him. Or I feel the Spirit. Well, he's not an emotion, so you can't feel him. Or baby, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Well, what did he sound like? Because if he sounded like you, it wasn't him. That was you. Watch this. Somebody say, when doves cry. Uh, do not see God as one plus one plus one equaling three. Instead, see God as one times one times one equaling one. And that's why Deuteronomy 6, 4 says this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The imagery of three in one in the Bible was to help those that were receiving a brand new understanding. It was this Greco-Roman culture. They were used to 365 different gods, a different God for every day of the year. So they could not understand that there is just one truth in living God so they created the concept of three in one so that we could see that God is operating manifesting himself in three different ways but he's one God let me give you an example I got some water right there that water watch this is water say it's water in its liquid form but if you heat it up good enough it'll become steam uh, but it's still water 
And if you freeze it, it's, uh, it will become an ice cube, but it's still water. That's the same way God is. God says, I am Father, I am Son, I am Holy Ghost, all at the same time. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So today, somebody say today. I want you to know what it sounds like when the dove cries. And to cry means to make a distinct sound. So today, it is our endeavor that you are properly educated about the benefits and the power that come through the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, I get benefits and I get some power. That's not how you say it if you mean it. Say, I get benefits and I get some power. If our God is God, there ought to be something distinct about us. If our God is God, there ought to be something significant about us. I don't know about you, but I don't just want to be, watch this, somebody that's just like somebody out there. But all I do is come to church on Sunday. I want to be able to show some results for my life. I want to be able to have something distinct and significant about me. Somebody say, when doves cry. So watch this. Number one, uh, that first part of this experience, there, there are three distinct experiences that can happen for us when, uh, or through the Christian journey. The first of those experiences is salvation. Say salvation. Uh, this is when we are born again. Uh, 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 you've heard that term. I'm a born again Christian. I'm a born again believer. And if that's not you today, today is going to be the day that happens for you. Now watch this. Say that's the first experience. It is salvation or being born again or becoming a Christian. We use the term here at Harvest, making a decision. Watch this. During this time, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Now, remember, the scripture says that he descends like a dove, but I don't want you to know, I don't want you to think he is a dove. He's just like a dove. And this particular dove has been very active since we've purchased him. He's got a whole lot of dove left down, down. You can't see it, but it's in there. I promise you it's in there. I, I says, uh, uh, say experience number one. These are three distinct experiences. Ephesians 1.13. When you become a Christian or when you give your life to Jesus or when you are born again or when you have the salvation experience, watch this, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1.13. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and who also, having believed, you were sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance into the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Now, now here's what you need to understand. Uh, when you become a Christian, you're not filled with the Spirit. No, you are sealed with the Spirit. When you seal something, what you are doing is saying, this deal is done. So when you become a Christian, uh, your eternity, that deal is done. Which means if you were to exit the earth right now, where you spend eternity, that deal is done. Did you get this, church? Now, one of the outward signs of the first experience is something we call water baptism. Water baptism. This comes from the Hebrew uh, custom called mikvah. Say mikvah. It means to wash or to cleanse something externally with living water. To wash or to cleanse something externally with living water. So check it out. Uh, let's pretend like this is you. This is you because you got on your Harvest V gear. And if you don't have your Harvest V gear, I know you're going to the bookstore and cafe right after the worship experience to get you some Harvest V gear. Because here's why, let me just pause for a commercial break right through here. The reason you do that is so that now you can spark a conversation without having to say I'm a Christian. 
Because when you have on a shirt that says, I rule, I reign, I conquer, I subdue, they're going to say, well, tell me about that. When you have on a shirt that says, Shalom, nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, they're going to say, tell me about that. When you have on a shirt that says, I'm loved, I'm wanted, and I'm accepted, they're going to say, tell me about that. That's why we do it that way. Here it is. This is you. Now, you can see it's got, got some blemishes. Got, 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 some, got, got some dirt on it, just like all of us. We, uh, what I love about Jesus is that he is not asking us to be perfect. He's not asking us to do every single thing right. In fact, I'm going to tell somebody, watch this. You made a lot of mistakes. Guess what we all have? You got a rough past. Guess what we all do? But the reality is, is that the Holy Ghost says you're still worth it to me. You're still worth sealing the deal to me. Stop somebody, high five, say he still thinks you're worth it. No, that's not how you say it. If you See, watch this. Maybe you've been perfect your whole life. Maybe you've never made any mistakes your whole life. But for the rest of us, it's good news to know that he still wants me. This, he still wants me despite my mistakes. He still wants me despite my failures. He still wants me. Somebody say, he still wants me. You may have done everything they said you did, but you are not who they say you are. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So experience one is, watch this, you get washed. Somebody say washed. So, so watch this, what it is now is that you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And one of the symbols of that is that, watch this, is that water baptism. And later on in the month of August, you're going to have an opportunity to do that. We're going to do it on the spot so that you have an opportunity to express outwardly what he does when you pray that prayer. But that's experience number one. Here's experience number two. It's being filled with the spirit or the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Say filled with the spirit. Now, now, now watch this. In our lives, we've been filled with a whole bunch of other stuff. Now, it's fifth Sunday, so that means no holes barred. Touch your neighbor and say, Bishop might say anything today. He, he might say anything today. Now, I'm justified through Scripture, but I might say anything today. First experience of salvation where we're sealed with the Spirit. So this living water goes around us, and this living water cleanses us. The second experience, though, says, I just don't want you to look the part. I want you to live the part. See, what happens for a lot of us is we get used to looking it, but we've never mastered living it. And living it doesn't mean I do everything right. Living it means when I make a mistake, I get back up and I keep it moving. Would you slap your neighbor high five say, keep it moving? For the last day of your life, I'm speaking this into somebody's life. Do you get knocked down and do you stay down? You have, you've come too far. You've made too much progress. You Snap your neighbor high five and say, keep it moving. I don't care if you fail. I don't care if you make a mistake. Get up and keep it moving. So the first experience, you are sealed. Here's the second experience. You are filled. Give me some more water. Say, I'm filled. Say it again. Say, I'm filled. Thank you. So watch this. John 14, 17. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. So this experience, watch this, teaches us because notice it says the spirit of truth the world can't get, which means I can't get to the second experience unless I've had the first experience. Say sealed, sealed. then filled. 
so I can live. You're not going to be like those other Christians you know where they talk it but don't walk it. Where they say it but don't show it. You're not sitting next to some regular somebody. You are sitting next to somebody that's going to live this thing out. That's going to walk this thing out. Watch this. Watch this. So here's what happens when you're filled with the Spirit, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Number one, the ghost lives in you. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God? And that the spirit of God dwells in you. And if anyone defies the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. When you're filled, watch this, the living God lives in you. Say, when I'm filled, the living God lives in me. Thank you. Second thing, not only does he live in you, but watch this, then he leads you. The reason you often feel so confused is because you're trying to lead yourself. And the only place you know how to lead yourself into is a ditch. The only place you know how to lead yourself into is drama. The only place you know, Bishop, why are you saying that? Look at your life. Look at your past. Look at your history. Touch your neighbor and say, you have no business leading yourself. Luke 4, 1, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and he was led by the Spirit, watch this, into the wilderness. He's led, watch this, because I want to drop this on somebody. I just want to take a quick, a quick diversion for just a moment. We're talking about when doves cry, we're talking about the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, who's like a dove, but he's not a dove. But check out the significance. It was the Spirit that led Jesus into the wilderness, which means sometimes it's God that leads you into strange places in life. Watch this, because that's the only place you'll listen. So sometimes, watch this, you'll call it the devil, but it'll really be the Holy Spirit saying, come on, baby, you coming out here to the wilderness because this is the only place that you know how to listen. Come here, you're going to go through some valleys because this is the only place that you'll listen. Is there anybody, you can be honest about your life and honest about yourself, that it was, wasn't until you were dealing with trauma and hell and hot water that you began to listen? Could it be that the Holy Ghost was the one that said, we're going into a valley today? Because this is the only place you're going to listen. We're going into some drama today because this is the only place that you'll listen. We're going through some issues today because this is the only place that you'll listen. Number one, the ghost does what? Lives in you. Number two, the ghost does what? He leads you. Say, he's leading me. Now, now watch this. When he's leading you, that means you've got to yield to be led. You know the issue with many people is they've got so many control issues because, because they've been dropped, they've been abandoned, they've been rejected, that now they won't even be led by God because they don't think God knows what he's doing. And so if this doesn't feel good, it can't be God. If this doesn't fit my comfort level, it can't be God. Well, I'm going to tell you, the Spirit will often take you into places that are uncomfortable so that you can grow. Slap your neighbor, high five, say it's time for you to grow. He'll get you up and bring you into a place called Harvest on a Sunday morning because he says it's time for you to grow. He'll make you listen to a man on the internet you've never ever seen before because he'll say it's time for you to grow. You're not here by accident. The dove got you here. The ghost got you here. Touch your neighbor and say, you were led here today. Not only does he live in you, but then he leads you. But then thirdly, he comforts you and helps you. Say, he comforts me. And helps me. Now, John 14, 16. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. That word helper, say helper. And in the Greek, it's the word parakletos. 
like a paraclete. Watch this. Here's what that means. Here's what that means. See, there again, the bird imagery. Watch this. It means he will counsel you. See, because watch this. Sometimes you can be going through so much. Watch this. You got folk you could talk to. You just don't want to talk to. Because you know they're going to give you the same old, same old, same old. But God says, listen, I'm going to counsel you in the middle of your issue. I'll counsel you in the middle of your problem. I'll counsel you in the middle of your drama. Say he's my counselor. Say he's my comforter. How do you think you're going to make it through some of those rough situations? How do you think you made it through that divorce? How do you think you made it through that bankruptcy? How do you think you made it through that sickness? How do you think you made it through that drama? It's because he came in and gave you comfort. Notice what you're dealing with may not be comfortable, but he'll give you comfort while you're dealing with it. You missed it. See, we often say things like that. God just gives me peace. And if I don't have peace about something, I don't do it. You're crazy. That's not how this works. He'll give you peace that surpasses understanding, but it doesn't mean that what you deal with will be peaceful. Which means often you need him to give you peace because everything around you is chaotic. Oh, I wish I had some honest people. You'll need him to give you strength because everything around you is making you weak. You'll need him to give you joy because everything around you is draining you. He is my counselor. He is my comforter. But then it means this, that word helper, parakletos in Greek, it means he's my advocate. An advocate is somebody who goes to work on your behalf. Say, he's working for me. Even if you might be doing things that are working against you, the Holy Ghost is working for you. Say, he's working for me. That's why you can be having an awful day saying all the wrong things, just mad, cussing up a storm, acting a fool, and then somebody will walk up to you at King Supers and say, you do know God loves you. And watch this. Where's what you'll find out? They're not even a Christian, but the Holy Ghost will start working as your advocate. You'll walk into a place and they'll begin to give you favor. And you'll say, where's this favor coming from? The advocate is working for me. You'll, I'm not hearing what I'm saying. You'll walk into an environment and be treated like royalty. And you'll say, why is this happening? It is because the advocate is working for me. Stop somebody have my say he's working for me. He's my counselor. He's my consoler. He's my advocate. He's my comforter. That word also means that he prays for me. Now, now, I don't have time to get into this today. I need you here Wednesday night so I can go deeper into this uh, because you, you touch on him and say, you cannot miss Wednesday because I'm going to go deeper. I can't go into that right now for the sake of time, but I'm going to go deeper on Wednesday. Not only does he comfort me and helps me, not only does he lead me, not only does he live in me, but watch this. He schools me on the spot. See, people think you're a genius. What they don't know is that's the ghost. They'll say, you just seem to have every answer. Baby, that ain't me. That's the ghost. They'll say, you're so gifted and so talented. That's not me. That's the ghost. Luke 12, 12, it says this. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Say, he schools me on the spot. Here's what that means. Here's what that means. I don't know what I need to say. I don't know what I need to do. You ever been in a situation where you're like, I, 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 I. you ever been in one of those situations? 
I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to say. You had a meeting with the bank. You had a meeting with the lawyer. You had a meeting with the doctor. You had a meeting with your spouse. You had a meeting with your kids. You had a meeting with your ex. You had a meeting with your future ex. And watch this. You re watch this. You rehearsed in the car everything you were going to say. To only sit down at the conversation and nothing you plan to say comes out. But what comes out ends up fixing the situation. <laughs> that is because the Bible says that he's going to school you and teach you in that very hour what it is you need to know. Which means you may have more degrees than me, but you don't. if you don't have the ghost, you won't be able to operate at the level of life I do. Uh, I said, say he schools me on the spot. Which means stop saying, stop saying, I just don't know what to do. You don't. Duh. But he does. So if you'll get out the way and let the dove cry and you stop crying, you're not saying nothing to me. Slap your neighbor, high five, say, let the dove cry and you stop crying. Let him make his distinct sound. That's what a cry means, his distinct sound. You're trying to watch this. You're trying so hard to be right that you realize sometimes in being right, you can't make a difference. The ghost, watch this, what he'll do. He'll take your words. He'll reposition them. He'll reorder them. You, you watch this. You were planning to let that employee of yours have it. I'm sick of you. You're sloppy. You're late. I can't take you no more. And then you'll walk in and the ghost will just... I see so much greatness in you. And you'll be shocked at what you're saying. Parents, you'll be ready to let your kids have it. Oh, you'll, okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing. You're like, I know I'm a Christian, but today? Yeah, today I'm going to take my Jesus shirt off today. I take my V shirt off today. Look, boy, now didn't I tell you? You'll be ready to go. In. Do I have any honest parents in the house? You'll be ready to go in on them. And then watch this. When you walk up to him to speak to him, the Holy Ghost, son, you are such a mighty man of valor. Daughter, you are strong. You are victorious. You are brave. And you're trying to figure out where did these words come from? It's because the dove started to cry. Would you touch your neighbor and say, get out of his way and let him cry? So he lives in you then, he leads you then, he comforts you. Then he schools you on the spot. Here's the next thing. He teaches you and reminds you. He teaches you and reminds you. John 16 and 8. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. Now, uh, 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 I skipped one. Go to John 14, 28. Say, it teaches me and reminds me. Watch this. John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will do what? He'll do what, 915? Do what? And bring to remembrance what I already told you. Here's the truth about it. Here's the truth about it. If you've been coming to Harvest for any amount of time, what we often hear from people is, Bishop, I've learned more in the few months I've been at Harvest than the whole 40,000 years I've been in church. Here's the issue, man of God. Here's the issue. The issue is this, is that now, how are you going to remember all that? Some of y'all got notebooks for days. You got CDs that walk through my whole weight loss journey. You got Big Bishop. You got Medium Bishop. 
Then you got Slim Fit Bishop. You got the whole CD collection. You've walked through our whole journey from final harvest to harvest to harvest. Here's the deal. How are you going to remember all that? The book says that the ghost, what he's going to do is remind you of what you've already been taught and keep teaching you on the spot. Keep teaching you as you go. Because this word may not mean much until you need it. I don't need recipes until I'm cooking. Right? But now watch this. For some of y'all, any, any great cooks, chefs, cooks, cookers, as one of my bishop friend's daughter says. Well, I says, I'm not. Now I can do breakfast. Best breakfast you'll ever eat, believe me. Every other meal, I have a sign in my kitchen that says, keep the kitchen clean, eat out. That's what it says. Don't judge me. I will not receive your judgment today. Here's the reality of a church. The reality is, is that unless I'm using it, I may not commit it to memory. That's why it's easy for us to go back to the way we used to do life. It's easy for us to go back to the way we used to do life, the way we used to do church, the way we used to do friends, the way we used to do family, the way we used to do finances. It's easy to go back to that because that's what we perpetually use. We don't use the new vacuum. We keep using the old one. We, we, we don't use the new stuff. We keep using the old one. Y'all not talking to me. You, you, you ever got something new and were like, I can't figure this thing out yet. So you kept using the old one, although you already had the new one. The book says what the Holy Ghost is going to do is upgrade you and evolve you so that you'll be able to operate as the new you. Somebody slap your neighbor, high five one more time, say, I'm brand new. See, I'm not in competition with you. I'm in competition with yesterday's version of myself, which means tomorrow I need him to teach me more. Uh, the day after that, I need him to teach me more. The day after that, I need him to show me some more. But I need him to bring to my remembrance what I've already learned. You say, Lord, I just need a word. There's thousands of messages that the faithful giving of the people of Harvest makes available. It's not that you need a word. What you need is to apply the word. And to do that, the ghost says, I'm going to get you there. Next thing, two more things, two more things. Next thing the ghost does is he convicts you when you're wrong. Now, now, now this is probably, watch this, this is probably where your neighbor is most familiar with the ghost. This is probably where your neighbor's most familiar with the dove. Well, watch this, because you ever been getting ready, you conspiring to do wrong. Where are the honest people at? If you've never conspired to do wrong, you're just not a human being. You're an alien. You're not from here. We've all conspired to do wrong. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call so-and-so. You already know what that call is designed to Okay, y'all, 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 y'all. See, when I'm full of him, I can't be full of other stuff. You'll be driving down the street, conspiring. It's quiet in the church. I'll just deal with something light and easy because touch your neighbor and say, you're at harvest, you can be real. 
You know, a lot of times church folk can't get healed from stuff because they won't be real about stuff because when they come to church, they're trying to pretend. But you don't have to pretend here. You can be real here because you're going to get some real victory while you're here. You can be driving down the street conspiring to cuss somebody out. You got the words, you're putting them together. I know you've never done this, but that neighbor, that one right there to the left, they've done it a million times. <laughs> well, us, here's what the Holy Spirit does. He doesn't condemn us. He convicts us. And there is a difference. Condemnation is something the enemy does to you and something you do to yourself. Oh, you're so messed up. What's wrong with you? You're so bad. You're so low. You're so this. You're so that. What the Holy Spirit does is he convicts us. He says, you're so much better than that. You're so much greater than that. Why do you keep loving down? Why do you keep settling for people that don't have the capacity to love you? Why do you keep, watch this, you're supposed to be an eagle. You're supposed to be a dove. Watch this. But the dove has a close relative that's a dirty bird. It's a pigeon. You're supposed to be over here like this, but you're over there with the pigeons and the dirty birds. We celebrate doves. We run away from pigeons. Are you here? So he'll convict you. He'll say, listen, you have no business calling them because you're so much better than that. You have no business holding on to that unforgiveness because you're so much better than that. You have no business holding on to these issues because you're so much better than that. You have no business doing that. Say, he convicts me. He doesn't condemn me. See, what the Holy Ghost is doing is he's lifting you up. Condemnation's pulling you down. You should be familiar with that because when you start, watch this, trying to settle. This is when the Holy Ghost will come in and say, no, mm -mm, you're better than that. And you ever wonder where that extra came from? You were about to settle to do something less than your best. You were about to settle for a relationship. You were about to settle for some messed up finances. And then, that's why he's called the wind of God. Because he'll, you better keep pressing. You better keep going. You better keep pursuing. Because he convicts you. Last thing the Holy Spirit does is he affirms you. Say he affirms me. Luke 3, 21, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed that heaven was open and the Holy Spirit descending in bodily form like a dove. When doves, when doves, when doves, watch this. And a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son. In you, I am well. So here's what the Holy Spirit does. He affirms you. We all need affirmation. Let me prove it to you. Why do you keep saying love you to someone you said it to 15 years ago? Parents, why do you keep telling your kids love you? Well, didn't you tell them seven years ago? They need your affirmation. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you the most dangerous woman and the most dangerous man on the planet when they are unaffirmed. Because when you are unaffirmed, you will chase affirmation from any place. You'll chase it from anywhere. So let somebody send you a DM on Instagram. Oh, there's my affirmation. 
Let somebody say one nice thing to you. There's my affirmation. That's my bae. They said one nice thing to you. And now you're talking about the Lord showed you this is your husband and your wife. That Lord ain't showed you nothing. The only thing you're doing is chasing some affirmation. And you're chasing from people what it is you're supposed to get from the coast. When doves cry. Notice he says, you're my son. Gives him identity. He says, don't you go chasing who I'm telling you you are. And he says, not only are you my son, and I came to tell somebody, you may be far from God today, but God says he wants you to be his son. You may be far from God today. God says he wants you to be his daughter. He says, you are my son, you are my daughter, and you am I well pleased. And there is the most significant part about it because he says, let me tell you how to act. Act like a son. But then let it, watch what he does. He says, you need some encouragement, son. Because he says, you're about to go through the worst three and a half years of your life. Jesus went through three and a half years of pure D-drama. He had the Pharisees on one side, Sadducees on one side. He had his 12 guys. They were crazy. Judas was stealing from him. Peter was trying to fight everybody. Thomas didn't even believe he was God. Isn't it amazing you can have folk with you that aren't with you? Thomas is walking with him all day long. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, shalom, sir. Oh, bless you. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, oh. Saying all the right stuff, all the stuff he learned in Harvest You, all the stuff he learned in apprenticeship, saying all the right stuff, and he never even believed. He never even believed it. So he says, you're my son. Let me tell you how to act. And I am well pleased with you. I am well pleased with you. It's very difficult to live up to a standard that's never been set. I'm done. Stay with me. It's very difficult to live up to a standard that's never been set. You know why some people live so low? It's because there was never a standard set. You know why some people act so ridiculous? It's because there's never been a standard set. So look at what he says. He says, you are my son. That's how you need to act. And he, let me tell you this, son. He said, I'm setting a standard for you. Your obedience pleases me, so keep doing that. Say a standard was set. He said, you are my son in whom I am well pleased. He said, I'm pleased with you. I came to tell somebody at this 915 experience, at this physical location and all six digital ones, God says to you, he's pleased. Watch this. And the standard is excellence. Your very best all day, every day. That's the standard. Somebody say he affirms me. So when you don't feel like you got what it takes, he will affirm you. When you don't feel strong enough, he will affirm you. When you don't feel like you got the right ideas, he'll affirm you. When you feel like you don't have what it takes, he'll affirm you. When you got a little a telephobia, which is the fear of not being good enough, he will affirm you. When you feel like you're walking by yourself, he will affirm you. When you feel like you don't have what it takes, he will affirm you. When you feel like throwing in the towel, he will. He will. He will. When your daddy didn't tell you you were good enough, he will. When your mama didn't say you were good enough, he will. 
When you don't have any support around you, he will. When you feel like you're walking through the valley by yourself, he will. He will. When doves cry. When doves cry. When doves cry. And I got to stop crying because I'm out of time. So here's the question, Bishop. How do I receive this Holy Ghost? How do I do that? You ask. How'd you become a Christian? You ask. And if you haven't asked yet, you're getting ready to ask. How do you receive him? So you're sealed, but now you need to be filled. But there's a third experience, and you got to be here Wednesday for this third one. See, because watch this. Here's what happens. As you go through the course of life, watch this. If you leave water out, have you ever noticed how it starts evaporating? And what was in you is now gone. And the only thing you have is a line that marks where you used to be. Oh, God. Okay. You used to pray like you're supposed to. You used to serve like you're supposed to. You used to give like you're supposed to, but it's been evaporating. So there's a third experience that you get where you're not just filled, but now you're filled until you overflow. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Watch this. So the question becomes, how do I receive the Holy Ghost? Somebody say, I ask. Say it again. Say, I ask. Now, watch this. Luke 11 and 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So here's what we're going to do today. You're in one of three places. You're, you're in one of three places. One, you need the first experience. And here it is. We're going to do it right now. Here's what I want you to do. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. Hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.